guys, it's Megan Collins, uh, back for another episode of Style Girlfriends Undressed. I'm here, as always, with Taylor Davies. Bonjour. Ooh. Uh, we were just discussing Taylor's new haircut. Yeah. I got which... a fresh chop for the summer. It must be like when a guy gets like a brand new high and tight and it's like the sides of your head feel different and the top of your head feels especially like you've got flow, like you feel like a little different swagger. I have a different swagger today. You certainly do. <laughs> I, I can sense it from here. Um, so Taylor, we're actually, this is the second podcast that we're recording this afternoon. Sure is. I am out of town next week. Mm-hmm. Where are you going, Megan? I'm going to California. I'm going to go see tall Megan. Uh, she had twins last fall. Ooh, so and now they'll be getting much bigger. more, like, squishy and, and not quite so breakable. Right, exactly. And they, like, started noticing each other. Like, they know the other one is there now, which is very fun. Whoa. And, yeah. But she did say they're in stranger danger mode. So she's already kind of warned me that I'm more just going to be observing from afar until they get comfortable with, like, this new random person in the house. Oh, they're, like, scared of people? Yeah, like, they don't want to be held by anybody but their mom and dad. Oh, okay. That happens. Sure. So I'm going to go see her in San Diego, and then I'm going to be up in L.A. for a couple of days. So I'm trying to get... I honestly, it's Sunday, and I spent all morning just getting stuff ready to go for the site and ready to go on social so people know about the stuff happening on the site, and I just wow. feel like I'm living in the future. Oh, my God. Like, it's Amazing. already next Friday because yeah. everything has happened on my computer <laughs> that brings us through next Friday. Wow, so it's like Westworld and Style Girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I might be a host. <laughs> I'm not sure. Honestly, I could use one. I bet I would get so much more done. Uh, is that how Westworld works? Can you just, like, hire... They're not, like, personal assistants. Couldn't they be? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they definitely could. I feel like in the future, yeah, like... It... Okay, I want something in between that doesn't have sex or kill me. Yeah, so something that looks like a robot, has no sexual organs, and is a physical thing, but is mostly, like, pretty unthreatening and doesn't get too smart for its own good. All right, Bill Gates, get on it. Yeah, someone. Jeff Bezos, help us. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, like, stop going on dates with Grimes oh, yeah. and, like, help us get ahead in the world. I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah. Get that Hyperloop going. I'm ready. Jeez. I want a Hyperloop to D.C. from New York, please. I'm Oh, I'm ready for that. Yeah. And Boston. Yeah. I don't like going to Boston as much, but driving I, to Boston is a pain. I would go to Boston more if I could Hyperloop there. Sure would. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So this week we're just going to be answering some reader questions that we've gotten that are evergreen. So mm-hmm. nothing that's going to be untimely by the time you hear this. If something insane happened in the world of menswear or otherwise, we apologize for not talking about it here. We just don't know it yet. We'll get to it a week late. Right. Exactly. Our hot takes will become lukewarm takes, but know that we'll we'll get there. Which is often more comfortable for your hands anyway. So It's so true. <laughs> so for now, we're just going to be kind of chit-chatting, and I just hope that you guys are subscribed if you haven't subscribed already leaving us reviews. Usually we wait till the end to say all this, but who knows how long you listen, right? Yeah. Maybe you're, have a short commute and you exactly. only got through five minutes. So yeah. put it up front now. Yeah. And I want to mention what I said in the last episode, which is that a great way to help us spread the word about this podcast as we try to grow it and get more listeners and be able to like bring you guys more and better pods. When you're listening to it on your phone, take a screenshot and then upload that screenshot onto your Instagram stories, tag us, and like let people know. Because the thing about Instagram stories now is that people look at those more than they look at the feed. So you'll get a lot of eyeballs, which helps us out. And maybe someone who could really use this podcast or really enjoy it will see that and it'll help us grow. I think that's a great idea. Very actionable. Yeah. And super easy too. Oh, yeah. I share stuff. I share stuff like podcasts and, um, Songs I'm listening to on my Instagram stories all the time. Yeah, and tag us. And tag us. Exactly. Yay. Um, With that, let's just hop right into the questions. Okay. So the first question is probably very relevant for a lot of people just as they're kind of getting into wedding season. Can I wear a black suit to a dinner event? No. Would you like to say (laughs) (laughs) We're going to whiz right through these questions. (laughs) Um, Black suits are for funerals. That is sort of the sort of hot take that I have always lived by. I read once that basically, like, I mean, like, black suits are really only for funerals and all other times. Like, navy should be the suit that you have as your baseline, not black. I don't really know. I mean, maybe you had to buy a black suit at one point for a funeral, which is why you might have it. So, we're so sorry. Exactly. Sorry for your loss, and I hope that you're doing okay. But basically, no, like... Because black is, it's just a little off. Navy is where you want to go with that. And I mean, I guess 
to be fair, like the lenient thing is that like, if that's the suit you have, that's the suit you wear and nobody's going to give you shit about it. But if you're a stylish person who wants to, um, kind of like abide by the sort of like unwritten style rules, that's for sure. Like skip the black, go with charcoal, navy, gray, whatever, black suits. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's interesting. Whenever I get this question, my, my head always kind of goes to like, who even has black suits anymore? I think that it would be great if more people knew what you just said, which is a navy suit is really your baseline. If you're going to only have one suit, have a navy suit. If you're going to have two suits, have a navy suit and a charcoal suit. But yeah, navy is going to get you through most of the types of events that you're going to go to where you need to be suited up. Yep. So if Because you can also wear navy to a funeral. I feel like this is right, morbid course. that we're talking about this, but... That's the thing is that, like, don't buy a black suit so that you have something to wear to funerals. You can wear a navy suit to a funeral. You can wear a charcoal suit to a funeral as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you're hearing this and you don't have any suits in your closet, know that. Yep. And then beyond that, also what Taylor said, just that you're not going to be turned away at the door if you're wearing a black suit. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you have other options, obviously go with those. I think it's so interesting um, talking about dress codes. Can like, can Film Festival happened recently. And Mm -hmm. Kristen Stewart the actress most notably from Twilight, but obviously other things since, yeah. broke this not just sort of um, understood rule, but an actual rule that women must wear high heels on the red carpet at Cannes. She got halfway down the carpet and then took her heels off. I saw that. And a lot of people were sort of saying, well, oh, you know, wow, that was so like, whatever, not courageous, but that was so bold of her to do that. And people were kind of asking the question of, well, why, you know, why was it? And it is because that's an actual rule. I think the nice thing is that there are so few rules like that these days. Especially in, yeah, in your, like, in any op- option or, like, lifestyle. Whoa. I... Lifestyle? Love? <laughs> Guys, whoa. Um, I think neither, the thing is, neither of those words were the word I was looking for, so I fudged so them both. together. Um, I think the way we live our lives right now, these kind of rules don't come into play often. So I feel like for your day-to-day stuff, it's kind of like... Yeah, you, you aren't going to have to think about that too deeply, really. Yeah, so wear it if you need to, but maybe before your next dinner event, your next nighttime event, take the time when you aren't feeling stressed about, oh, crap, this thing is on Saturday, go get that navy suit, right? Yes. So after this event is over, like, wear your suit, like, do the best you can, feel confident, but, yeah, go out and actually start shopping for, for a navy or a charcoal suit so that you have it ready, hanging in your closet. Yeah. Like, all set so that you're not scrambling next time. Yeah. What do you think? And you know this because I, in my mind, I feel like it seems a little bit like maybe don't, but if he feels like he really shouldn't wear the black suit, if he feels self-conscious, can you wear a black blazer with other pants? No, no. you can't. Right. Cause it, no. it, oh, it has to be Navy. Yeah. It has to be Navy. Right. Okay. You should never break up a suit. Like you should never wear a suit jacket with pants that aren't the suit. You need, a, you need a blazer that's right. sold individually to be yes. just a blazer. Right. Go with a blazer or a sport coat. I feel like that's a good tip. I feel like I wouldn't pants. think about that, and I feel like that's a good thing to remind guys of. Yeah, as much as you think that, oh, they're both navy or, oh, they're both black, those things don't ever go together. So keep your suit pieces together, um, or, yeah, go with a sport coat. Or Even if you're contrasting pants. colors, you shouldn't wear a shirt suit, a suit, a suit jacket. jacket. No, with... it's cut really differently, so yeah. it's going to look a little odd. People might not know why, but you're going to look a little bit unput together yeah okay that's good to know yeah so yes if you need to wear it and then next time be ready with something new yep next question this was interesting do women care what drink I order we talk about this a lot we do talk about this a lot (laughs) okay so the first thing that I want to say is that some people care and some people don't but what I think this is about is that having a drink that is unique to you that you can order without thinking about it's a good way to set yourself apart and it's a good way to make a good impression I feel like on a date I'm saying for on a date because he's asking about women and I think that you and I are talking about this as it pertains to dressing as whether or not women care like what guys wear and you and I do and I also think that we also align on caring about what guys order to drink. I read into it a lot because I think we talked about this a while ago because I wrote about it on a story for Style Girlfriend because I went on a date with a guy and we were having fun and we we ordered a bunch of drinks and he ordered a different drink every time. Different alcohols, different mixers, different levels of um, alcohol content. And I was just looking at him like, 
this is nuts. Mm-hmm. This is nuts, truly. And what it signals to me is that this guy doesn't know what he likes. Yeah. And I like a guy who knows what he likes. I think that's a, a, a way to show your confidence, a way to show some of your personality. Yes. And enjoying a good cocktail, enjoying a good glass of wine, enjoying a nice beer is something that you and I both like doing. Yes. And so, yes, we want to be around other people who also enjoy those things and have done them enough with enough intention and thought to learn what they like. Yeah. And so, yes, to be intentional about those orders doesn't feel silly or superficial. It just feels like if this is something you enjoy doing, you sh- you ought to be somewhat good at it by and now. interested in it. Mm-hmm. And so I would go a step further and say that, like, in each of those categories, if you like all three of them, you should have a go-to in each category. I and if you don't drink beer, that's fine. A lot of people don't. Megan doesn't really drink. You don't drink that much beer, do you? Well, not true. We've drank a lot of beer together. Yeah, um, we have. Mostly in the summer. Yeah. I keep it to warm weather. Yeah. But if you like drinking beer, wine, and liquor... You should have a go-to, I feel like, in each of those categories. And that's going to require a little effort, but it's also really fun. That's the fun kind of learning to do. Like, go out with your guy friends and go to a brewery or a cool place and, like, try some different beers and figure out what kind of, like, flavors you like, what kind of light to dark, whatever. So you have, when you look at a menu, you don't spend forever being like, I don't know what any of these things are. I don't know what a saison is. I don't know what a goes is. I don't know what a sour is. Because guess what? Girls like me, I do. I know what all those beers are. So you might encounter a girl who kind of is like, wait, you don't know what any of these are. And I do. And then with wine, which like, okay, I don't know a lot about wine. Um, I would say a mildly sophisticated wine drinker because I really don't have a lot of knowledge, but I do have some go-tos that I like. And I think that guys should too. Like know the grape variety that you like in red and the grape variety that you like in white and be able to like find that on the menu and go from there. Or if you, because if you go to a place that's just Italian, they might only be serving Italian wines. So then if you're lost, you say to the waiter, hey, I usually drink X, it's a California or it's a French. Can you recommend something from the menu that's in that regard? That's a great way to be open, to be kind to the waiter. Yes. And to get what you want while not like... Right. To put your the information that you do have to use. Yeah, exactly. And then with cocktails, I love that when people have their cocktail thing figured out. So... Um, Figure out what you like. That's and I think again, it's so fun to figure out what you like. So, 100%. and it changes different nights, different moods. Like in the winter, I'm all about an old fashioned. Everyone knows this about me. But as it gets warmer, like I was just on a date the other night, and I said to the guy, he'd never been to the bar before, and I said they make really good um, bourbon sours here, and he was like, oh, he was like, I'm actually like, I feel like I'm in the mood for a Negroni, and I was like, boom, done. We're both getting Negronis. This is amazing. What a call, and it was perfect. And so I feel like you can kind of do different things for different bars in different places, especially if you go to a bar that doesn't look like they make really good cocktails, then you want to go. And, but if she wants to drink a cocktail, I don't know. I feel like there's these interesting things where like you feel mismatched where like if she wants to drink a vodka tonic or a vodka soda and you want to have a beer, but then the girl will feel weird about ordering a cocktail if he's drinking a beer. Do you ever have that happen? No, I think you should be confident in whatever it is you're ordering. Okay. And it's okay for you guys to have different things. Yeah, because I always feel a little bit self-conscious about it if what I'm ordering is clearly more expensive. Oh, I hadn't even thought about it like that. Yeah, like because if you order a cocktail that's like in New York $14 and he orders like a $7 beer... It's pretty close. You I wouldn't worry about you that. Would, I, I don't know. I kind of, I think I feel self-conscious about That's it. interesting. So if a guy orders a beer, I usually will too, just to like, even if I don't want it. Yeah. My mom told me the other day that she thinks that I have very expensive taste. So maybe it's just that I oh, yeah. like the finer things in life. Oh, I definitely have expensive I, taste. Yeah. Yeah. I think a $7 differential is nothing crazy. That's, okay. Yeah. Maybe don't get like the lobster at dinner that's $50 sure. and everything else is $20 on yeah. the menu, but <laughs> 7 to $14 is not something that I would be thinking so much about. It's more about what kind of night you want to have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. That kind of helps me dial back my insecurity. Yes. And for <laughs> anyone that's complaining about us saying, yes, you should have sort of a, a favorite cocktail, a favorite, you know, beer, favorite wine. You guys know that we do not use the word should lightly yeah. here. And so knowing that we're saying that, please do take us, you know, what we're saying to heart. And it, it's it's with your best interest in mind. It, it shows that you are a thoughtful, intelligent, curious person when you have opinions. Mm-hmm. So just in the same way that I would hope that you have a favorite book or a favorite movie, I would hope that you would have a favorite drink. And yes, of course that's elastic, right? Again, 
in the winter you might want something with whiskey, in the summer you might want something with gin, but just to at least have those opinions, it also it just makes life more enjoyable to be like, oh, I've been wanting this thing, yeah, or I feel like this, and so I'm going to have that, and I'm going to really appreciate it and really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's sexy and attractive. Like Again, having opinions, as long as they're not crazy, yeah, is, is a good thing. And if you're someone who gets nervous, it's one less thing to worry about when you go for that first date, that meetup, if you're like a bundle of nerves, if you already know, like, because you probably picked the place, mm-hmm. so you can look at the menu in advance, and if you know, like, what you want to order straight out of the gate, that's just another thing that you won't have to worry about and that will kind of, like, set you on the path to having, like, getting that out of the way and getting into the conversation part. It's like having a good first date outfit that you always feel confident wearing. Absolutely. And you yeah, can refer to decisions. an earlier episode of this podcast if you would like to know more. We'll link it back. <laughs> Moving on. That yeah. Next question. What's a good cologne for summer? So this will go up end of May. We'll, we're going to be just jumping into summer. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a lot of guys that are just thinking about this now mm-hmm. if they haven't already. Do you have any thoughts? Nope. Wow. I don't know anything about cologne. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you wear a scent yourself? I do. But I have like a little variety. And I feel like I have like one special one that I wear on dates and for events because it's expensive and I try to use it sparingly. And then mm-hmm. I have a few that I wear like during the day, like just day to day. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm a yeah. believer in wearing one A universal scent. I think that's smart. But I also, I just feel like I'm, I would wear this one scent all day every day and have it be my signature, except that I'm like running low and it's like $80 a bottle or something. I don't know. I feel you. I guess I live in, like, petty town because I just want people to think about me when they smell something. Oh, that's, that's like so true. Scent. And I went through that in college. Like, I I always wore this Mark by Mark Jacobs scent, and people said that it reminded them of me because I yeah. always wore it. So, oh, now you're making me feel like I really need to... Also, I'm a big believer in, like, using the stuff that is special and nice. Like, wear your Like, burn the candles. Burn your candles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I am using it. I'm just using it sparingly. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, I will say that I'll just jump in here. Yeah, please do. We uh, put up a couple for spring that I actually still really like for, for the warmer months. One is Kenneth Cole has this new sort of layering fragrance called Kenneth Cole for him that I really liked. They have like a few different scents that you mix and they all kind of work in different combinations. Whoa, do you have any tips for guys on how to layer scents? That sounds big. So the biggest tip for just applying scent period is... I think it's smart to do it as soon as you're out of the shower. So towel wrapped around your waist, spritz it right at your chest. What about lotion? I mean, do guys put lotion on after the shower? No, not as much as they ought to. But I'm a believer in like a lotion that doesn't have much of a scent so that you can still wear it. But lotion first, right? Sure. Sorry, lotion first. But also they're probably not really lotioning their chest. They're probably lotioning their arms and legs, if anything. I would be happy if we got guys to lotion limbs. (laughs) We'll get to torso (laughs) next, Taylor. Oh gosh. Okay, fine. Okay. Step by step. Step by step. But yeah, I mean, I think we've all seen the spritz it into the air and then walk through it, but you're wasting so much. And to your point- Spray, delay, and walk away. Yes. (laughs) And and that's a good way of making sure you don't get too much on yourself in terms of uh, smelling too much. But if you just do one spritz- you're not going to be putting too much on in, yeah. in terms of putting it right in your chest. And because it'll sure settle while you continue getting ready before you leave the house. Yes, exactly. So don't do three sprays. Do one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, do it Do it right at your chest while you're still unclothed so that, again, your clothes aren't picking it up, all of that. And for layering, just do one spray of one and then another spray of another, and then you're good to go. So do don't they, go crazy. How do they know if they smell good together? And Well, they were – the Kenneth Cole scent was like – formulated so that it would all go together okay so you're not this is like this is one important to distinguish that you can't just like grab two of your colognes and spray one and then spray the other on yourself correct this you one to is buy meant to be worn as um more than one pieces yeah sort of pieces of an outfit almost okay got it so beyond that i would not mess around with layering sense. <laughs> okay good question i think yeah that would be my guess there's another one um tom ford I mean, you know, I love Tom Ford. Yes. Since they're unisex for the most part, mm-hmm. and there's a Oletus, uh, Eau de Soleil that I just love, and mm-hmm. it's it's so funny. It actually, I have it, and it's it's would work for spring, but it's like got to be in warm weather. Like it definitely, like you just put it on, and you're like, oh, get me my linen suit. <laughs> it's just very like. Does it have a little bit of a tropical vibe? It does, yeah, and mm. I love it, and I I think that it's something where again, it's not cheap, but also if you can't afford a Tom Ford suit. Putting on a Tom Ford scent, it goes a long way towards just making you feel like the sexiest 
mofo on the block. Yeah. Like, there is just something about all of his sense that just makes you feel really powerful and really sexy. Yeah. And I think that for summer, when, you know, more skin is showing and you're sort of out and about, and if you're single and you're out mingling, like, there's just something really nice about having something that feels like it's, like, your secret weapon in your back pocket that's, like, ready to make you more desirable than everyone else in the room, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think what you're saying about cost, I just think a lot about, like, I think about cost for wear with stuff like cologne, shoes, haircuts, just to name a few, are things that you will wear so much, especially haircuts, obviously. So it's worth it to spend. Luckily, guys don't. I mean, guys' haircuts just aren't that expensive. Lucky for you. But you wear them every day. So, like, it's it's something that makes sense to invest in because it's a huge, like, forward-facing thing that you will get a lot of use out of. So spending more on it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way of, of looking at it. I think cost per wear, once you, again, if you're using one spritz, oh, that, it gets really cheap really months, fast. Months, 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 and months. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're going to have to come back to us, though. I, I want a summer scent idea from you. Okay. The have... only thing, I don't really know a lot about men's con, and the only thing I think of is how when I was working at um, Nordstrom in the rail, which is the men's department, when I was... Um, in college, I had a customer who she wanted me, I I made so much commission this day. It was like the best day of my holiday working career. She was like, I have two sons and I want to spend the same amount of money on each of them, but I want to buy them different things. Help me. Wow. And so we were going all around buying them all these different things. And she was like, I want to get them scents. And I was like, okay. And what I recommended was, um, polo black. At the time, I loved that scent. And I think now it would probably, if I had, I can't remember what it smells like, but I feel like it would ring a little Abercrombie now. But that's my, like, that's my, like, scent memory thing. I love that. <laughs> I definitely wore Abercrombie 8 all the way through college. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I worked there. Yeah. So I smelled, like, fierce when I was working. And I smelled, like, 8 when I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Uh, my last pick for summer scent is, feels a little out of the out of guys comfort zone maybe but glossier which is this like very cool new makeup and skincare brand um geared towards women geared towards women but... has a new scent call or i guess it's been out for a little bit now called you mm-hmm. and the whole idea is that it's sort of meant to mix with your own personal pheromones pheromones and so it you know their thing is that it kind of smells a bit different on everyone mm. and i actually i really i've made some uh Male subjects try it out, and I really like how it smells on guys. There's, like, a little bit of a musk to it, so yeah. it's a little bit, like, of a warmer scent for summer, but I really like it. And oh, it's cool. got this, like, millennial pink bottle with a red cap, so you might, I don't know, if you have a wife or a girlfriend, maybe just, like, get it for her and then use it. Good idea. I like that. Be like, babe, this is totally a gift for you. And then she, I think they might be turned more. on by smelling like each other, so let's try it. Yeah, maybe that's the way <laughs> to position it. It's better than, like, proposing a threesome, right? <laughs> we're understanding we're sex positive oh my gosh do what you want do you or other people I don't know um, <laughs> staying in the relationship zone or the dating zone uh, my favorite zone <laughs> a listener asked what's a good first date and then follow up what's a good second date I know you have some opinions on this Taylor mm. well so for me I don't I think that some guys feel like they have to kind of like do something unique and unusual for the first day to sort of set themselves apart. I feel like that often puts too much pressure on a situation that needs to be more about getting to know the person than it is about like what exactly you're doing. And I think a lot of people feel differently about this and that's fine. But like for me, I like to just be in a comfortable environment, which for me is usually like a bar or a restaurant um, where you can sit and have a drink and just be face to face with that person without a ton of distractions and talk to them and figure out if you like them. So I don't really lean towards the like, let's go mini golfing. Like let's, um, I don't know. What's another weird thing you could do. That's like activity based. Yeah. Like the batting cages. Yeah. I just like some of that stuff. It just, I think that's better for later in the game dates. And I think the first date, I think you can take away all the bells and whistles and really focus on getting to know the person. Do you want me to go on to second date now and then you go, or do you want to go back and forth? I want to hear your second date. Okay, so second date, I think, is when you can step it up a notch. I I mean, I just feel like this is kind of deeply personal, but, like, I feel like sometimes first date is often just drinks, and then if it goes well, depending on what time you have it, you can opt into a meal afterwards, which I like. I like to set up the date that it starts at, like, 
7.30 or 8. So you can like have a drink somewhere for an hour and then be like, oh, would you like to go on and get something to eat? I've had a few good dates in the last like year or so that were progressive like that that were so fun. But for the second date, I feel like maybe proposing, if you like this person, which... To propose? Taylor, that seems sudden. Proposing. Um, No, proposing dinner or a meal of some kind. And I think evening still. I feel some type of way about this a little bit, which is I think the early dates should still be evening dates. I think day dates are not sexy. They're... They just feel a little ordinary. I feel like I meet up with my friends during the day. I don't know. I, it's not my cup of tea. And I know a lot of people do. I've read statistics that, like, the most popular meetup place for, like, Tinder dates is Starbucks. Ugh. Which I think feeds a lot into, like, just random people answering these things that, like, don't have a taste level and are afraid they're going to get murdered. Uh. I think coffee dates are stupid. Like, I don't want to sit, sit and have a table and no, I don't want each other. No, I don't want to in a busy coffee house where people are working on their laptops, talking on the phone, and it's like daylight hours, and you're like, I don't think that's, that's later on, like, let's go get a coffee, because we've been hanging out for a while, and like, maybe it's the morning after, I don't And even then, go get a cup of coffee, and then walk around. Walk around. I don't know. I also think you and I are like, we have, we align really similarly on this kind of stuff, and some people do feel differently, but I would say second date, propose the meal as the starting point, like dinner, or say, hey, let's get a drink and then go to dinner, and come out and say that full plan as the second date. One thing I do not recommend early in the game at all is going to the movies. I think movies are a bizarre date activity. I don't know how they got so popular. Sitting in silence next to someone that you may or may not have sexual chemistry with before you really know them well, I think is such a bizarre thing to do. You don't talk. You don't know if you're supposed to be touching. You don't know if you're like, do I put my hand on their thigh? Do I put my arm around them? Are we holding hands? Do I The whole thing to me is so psycho. I just don't think it should happen. Like, don't do it. Don't go to a play. Don't do any of that. I don't, don't go to a concert date, too. It's too weird. You have to be really comfortable with a person to go through long stretches where you're focusing your attention on other stuff. I think maybe that's a good way to say it. So... No. <sighs> but that you can add interesting things, like, to circle back to something that we talked about in an earlier episode, baseball game. This is a great way to add an activity that still lets you um, involve, like, mostly talking to the other person while you're kind of in the midst of a fun atmosphere. And that's also my asterisk next to daytime. Yeah. Like, I think I would be totally okay if the second date someone was like, listen, there's a Yankees game this Saturday. It starts at 3. Do you want to go? I think it'd be really fun. We can eat hot dogs and drink beer. And I would be like, yeah, 100%. You know what's so interesting is I almost feel like this deserves to be broken down into two different categories, which is first, second date for someone who you definitely know that you're really into versus first and second date for... Someone you're still figuring out. Yes. Ooh, totally. You know, because you don't necessarily want to commit too much time to someone who you're still... Yeah, deciding if you like them or not. Exactly. And, and baseball that, game is a way to get trapped. Do not take someone you're not that sure about to a baseball game. You, you're there for hours. Guaranteed five hours. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So. And for better or for worse, well, for worse probably. Yeah. Like there are more and more dates where you are kind of like, wait, which, which person is this again? Like if you're on dating apps and stuff, ideally you're not meeting up with someone unless you do feel like pretty certain that you're going to have a connection, but... I don't think that's really for sure. No, you definitely don't know. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, you try to use your picker as best you can, but you really might end up, and especially if you drink a lot on the first date, which I feel like a lot of people in New York can relate to this, or, oh, anywhere, you get kind of nervous, you don't know what else to do, and you're like, I don't hate this person, so I guess we'll just keep sitting here and drinking, and then you start to get more and more like, this is fine, this is fine, because I've had quite a few drinks, and then when you meet up with them on the second date, you're sort of like, wait, did, what, this? I don't know if I like this person as much as I thought. So, yeah, I think that's totally true. Second date, if you really like them, I would say it's the dinner with the drinks, like, already figured out. And an opportunity for more conversation where drinking isn't the focus. Mm-hmm. So, yes, whether that's dinner or some sort of where you're sort of either moving or where you're just not facing each other. Yeah. I think that can just be overwhelming and it gets, again, it gets people nervous and then they drink more. And then it yeah. doesn't necessarily put forward their best facet of their personality yeah totally and I feel like this is one of my other like around like um sort of like across the board dating tips is that I love sitting at the bar restaurants bars both sitting side by side I think is so much more intimate and sexy and fun than sitting like you said I think it's really formal to sit across from someone at a table so 
as much as you can like and also it just adds this kind of element of like casual like I love like sharing a burger at the bar like sitting next to each other and you can kind of like do a lean do an arm touch that doesn't feel like you're reaching across the table which feels so obvious like you as the guy can do a lot to kind of like use your flirtatious energy in a like non-super obvious way when you're kind of sitting side by side yes it ups the intimacy level with less um, risk for it sort of going awry. Yeah. And I would even say that like, if you go to a bar that's like sort of casual, like I'm thinking of like somewhere like DBA where we like to go make the move where like, if you do sit at a table, come around and sit on her side. Even if you do sit at a table, sit on her side. I think that's a great way to establish that this isn't a friendship, that this is like a romantic meeting, even if it is during the early evening or during the daytime, I think that's a great way to set, set it apart. Oof, that's such a good one. Mm-hmm. And it takes some confidence. Yeah. Because you're kind of like, I realize that this seat is here, but I'm going for the one next to you. Yeah. Baby. I asked a guy to sit next to me on a date recently. Wow. Yeah. I was like, come sit on the other side of this table. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> and then did kissing happen? Yes. Yeah. And you know where kissing can't happen? Across the table. That's right. This is not Lady in the Tramp. We're not sharing spaghetti like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the third date. Uh, (laughs) all good advice okay I like that do you have any things to add no you convinced me on the movie thing I just like movies but once you started talking to me about it I was like oh my god you're totally right like that's (laughs) awful like because yeah what do you do on the armrest situation what do you do while the previews are playing like do you talk and like comment on them because you just can't stand the silence or do you just stay silent through them and like what snacks do you buy and can you share them like movie snacks are so expensive and then it's like you don't you're only on a second date and you're like can I dig my hand into this thing that you're also eating out of right and then you what share a jumbo so I don't even know your middle name and maybe not even your last name and I'm putting my hand in your popcorn I don't want that question to even come up you won me over I I don't want your hand in my popcorn (laughs) no I that might be the episode title Nailed it. Check. Uh, Okay. We get this question a lot, or some variation on it. Um, What's the best, where, what is the best shopping in New York City? We live here. We should be able to answer this pretty easy breezy. I don't think we've ever done a guide to shopping in New York. No. Well, the first thing I would say is that I haven't done yet, I've been meaning to do, is go check out the new Nordstrom Men's Store uptown. Yeah. Well, it's so far uptown. Yeah. We got to go, though. We should really go. I know. We really (laughs) need to. I was invited to the opening and I didn't. I literally. No, I'm bummed that you didn't go. I am too. Everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was there. God, I'm so annoying. <laughs> oh, I'm, edit- I'm going to edit that out. Watch. No, I won't. I'll be too lazy. Yes, the Nordstrom men's store is supposed to be amazing and New York has never had a Nordstrom. So that's actually really like impressive for us. Although yeah. I think it's really funny because people in literally every other place are like, uh, we've had Nordstrom forever. Exactly. It's sort of like how when we got a Dairy Queen a couple years back and everyone was like, oh my God, we get blizzards now. And every single person in the suburbs was like, uh, hey, New York, you losers. Like, why are you excited about that? Oh, there's a Dairy Queen in New York? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, in Union Square. Huh. Same thing when we got an Arby's like last year. You better believe it that I was there getting myself a roast beef sandwich. No, you weren't. I sure was. What? It's a nice Arby's. Okay. It's like right by Madison Square. I, I think nice Arby's is an oxymoron. Oh my god, I love Arby's. <laughs> what? I've never been to an Arby's. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh, we have to go. I had go never there been. And then go to Nordstrom. Oh my yeah, please, 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 please. I had never been to a Wendy's until I was in college. Oh, I'm not excited by Wendy's. Oh, I love Wendy's. Like their frosties, I can take them or leave them. Oh, see, that's a big for me. The frosty with fries dipped into it. I think Wendy's fries are really good. Mm. They do have good fries. Chicken nuggets, chili, and a frosty, and fries. That was in college when I was like my grossest self. That was my order. I like how this is devolved from literal men's clothes shopping into just fast food. It's making me salivate just thinking about it, to be honest. I mean, that was Chick-fil-A for me was my gross college time. I maybe have been to Chick-fil-A. I think they got one in our um, student union when I was there. I was all about Panda Express. Well... Chick-fil-A is another one that is now in New York. It's right by my office. It's right right by my office. Um, I still haven't been. I don't like their attitude as a corporate company, so maybe I'm boycotting. Maybe you are? Yeah, I just haven't been, but I think I'm also boycotting. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We'll put some intention behind that. Yep. Okay, so what about actual clothes, Taylor? (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Where is there good shopping for guys in New York? Oh, 
I love how the Bonobos guide shops are designed. There's a bunch of them in New York now, and I love the idea. I think it's very, like, built for men, wherein, like, yes, you have to do the thing you don't want to do, which is go in and try shit on, but you don't have to carry it home. They'll ship it right to your house, which I think is incredibly smart and convenient. I think Suit Supply is worth a visit. There's a, a Suit Supply is so fun. Yeah. Yes. There's a Bonobos guide shop and a Suit Supply downtown. They're technically in Soho, but they're, like, off the beaten path of Soho. Because, exactly. God, I was in Soho the other day. Oh, I was with you. Yeah. And I was like, this is awful. It is. Why does everyone come here? <laughs> and it's like because people think of Soho for shopping, but there is good shopping in Soho. You just have to kind of go off the beaten path a yeah. little bit. We've got the Double RL store on West Broadway, which is also like cool, just cool to see. It's a really well-designed store, and you'll probably find some cool stuff that was like, feels like it was trendy four years ago, but I think they still have timeless stuff that you could yeah. buy and wear and like. I love, like, popping into, like, the boutiques of brands that we know, like Stephen Allen mm-hmm. and... Um, Billy Reed. Billy Reed. Oh, the Billy... Okay, so the Billy Reed store that's in NoHo, I took my parents there. So my dad, a few years ago, when the first Daniel Craig James Bond movie came out, Billy Reed did the peacoat that he wore in the movie. My dad became obsessed. He hunted it down. He bought this peacoat. He sent me pictures of himself in it. He loved this peacoat. So when my parents came to town, I was trying to figure out how to like fill our days. I was like, oh, let's go to the Billy Reed store. My dad was like, yeah. So we go to the Billy Reed store on like probably like a Saturday or a Sunday, like earlier in the morning. And they have like a really, because it's one of those stores, it's not that busy and really nice. The people there are super knowledgeable and they often have kind of like cool stuff going on. Like we went in the first thing that someone said was like, hey, can I get you a drink? Do you want a mimosa or a Bloody Mary or a water or a coffee? And my parents were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then we go to the downstairs, which has the women's clothes. And they had a spread because someone that was friends with the people that worked at Billy Reed used to be a pastry chef at Per Se. So they had an insane brunch spread spread like on these beautiful tablecloths, just four people to graze on while they were shopping. The shopping experience was so fun. My mom tried a bunch of stuff. My dad tried on a bunch of stuff. My dad ended up buying a really lovely suede jacket. They but made it's a, their money back off of that mimosa. They sure as shit did. And I had, like, at least three mimosas, like, while they were trying the stuff on. Like, just, like, trying to, like, get through the day. But it was really fun. And I think so stores like that, like, flagship stores of cool brands often will make you feel like it's not just, like, a generic shopping experience. Yeah. Todd Snyder's flagship here oh, in New York feels that Oh, we love that store. Yeah. They have good parties. Yep. And they have, have a coffee shop attached. Yes, exactly. So you can kind of make a whole experience of it. I think they have a barber station now oh do they have a blind barber in there i don't think it's blind barber i think it's like i don't know it's stuff it's somebody oh, yeah that's not helpful they do yes. in the back they i know yes. they do fellow yes barber maybe? fellow barber probably i want to say that's who it is but yeah. yeah i mean it's a whole experience because they have yeah you can get lunch they have really i mean it's el rey which is like this really great yep. little um shop that started downtown near me here on the lower side um and yeah, I mean, they, they've also, obviously, he's got great taste, so he's done a really good job of curating more than just Todd Snyder yeah. clothes and accessories. So yeah. there's, like, all this cool stuff. There's, like, vintage watches. Like, there's grooming stuff. Like, there's just, you could spend hours But it's a there. cool mix, right. which I like. It's uh, right in Madison Square, so you can go to Arby's after and get yourself a roast beef sandwich. Or Shake Shack, like a real person. <laughs> oh, my God. Or Italy is right there, too, yes. which is a great, like, we're kind of giving people, like, a great kind of, like... Mm-hmm. touristy thing um my parents also well they live in a small town that has no shopping now so they like really get excited but if your city doesn't have a uniqlo yes. uniqlo is a really fun shopping experience here in new york and like i mean my parents me too like i go nuts in there i just buy a bunch of stuff yeah. and it's it's fun because they have an online store also that is very like easy to use and all that stuff but because it's so affordable i think you kind of like put the caution button on wondering what the quality's like and it's great to go in the store and feel in touch and try stuff on and see um, how it all is in person. And they, they design the stores really cool. It's a fun experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that if you're someone who is like really into clothes, like you probably already have opinions on this in terms of like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go to Supreme and get my sneakers or I'm going to go to, um, oh my God, this is how uncool I am. What's that Nike or not Nike, but the guy. Kith? Yes. Yeah. You're, thank you. See, you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Like you're going to go to Kith cause you've been like waiting to make your pilgrimage. But yeah, if you're just someone who wants to dress well and like maybe you have the most of what you need at home, but you don't have everything like yeah, go to Uniqlo, go to Saturdays, go Yeah, to- Saturdays is so fun. They have a coffee shop also in a little patio out back. Yeah. Buy something, take a sit down and just And it's enjoy. true that you can get everything online mostly these days. So, like, just use it as an experience to go to these places that, yeah, maybe you're already wearing their stuff. But it's it's fun to kind of go and be like, 
And the salespeople love that. Like, yeah. most men's stores, I think, that like, people are pretty laid back because why be a jerk? Like, what's the point? So, like, tell those people. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. like, I, you know, I got a t-shirt from you guys a few years ago, and this, you know, I live in Cleveland, and this is my first time. <laughs> store. Like, they'll love that. They do. And that's the mark of a good store, too, is when the salespeople are really supportive. Ooh, Eunice on Mulberry. I think they're on Mulberry. Get, like, your chinos. Because Eunice doesn't sell. You know those are, like, our favorite chinos. Yeah. And they don't really sell at a lot of different places. So if you can go in, they, like, will hem them for you and everything, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. It's a really small store. I mean, they don't do that much, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good tip. And then there's that one. I think it's Japanese. It started in Seattle, and now there's one here. And I'm going to not – I'm not going to pronounce it right, so I'll put it right in the article. But it's called, like, Tokolido or Tok. Tokoledo, and it's much more high concept, mm. um, super like fashiony, but a really rad store. And there's one in New York and one in Seattle. And I'll do it correctly in the show notes and stuff. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, definitely try to sort of sort your schedule out ahead of time if you're gonna be wanting to get some shopping done. You can go to Goodmont Done, sort of lower Soho. You can get a Goodmont Done Flatiron area, like that's yeah. Fifth Ave, and then Madison Square Park. Yep. There's some stuff around there. So it's just a matter of... You can do the upper fifth thing, too, which I feel like is always, like, a fun... It it just... Just to be cool, like, and fancy. Yeah, and it depends on your budget, too, and it depends on the time of day and all that stuff. But, like, um, I like every now and then to, like, make a pilgrimage uptown just to see what's going on at Bergdorf Goodman and Barney's. And, like, because those places, too, if you are willing to make a purchase, you will be... You should be treated extraordinarily well. Um, which is what sets the shopping in-person experience apart, which I feel like which guys rail against so hard because, like, they just don't like doing it. A lot of guys just hate shopping. Right. But, yes, those, like, fancier department stores like Skip Macy's, honestly, Skip Bloomingdale's. Oh, God, no. Those places are – it's a nightmare. It's not fun. The salespeople are not invested in you. It's – but yeah, yeah, it's kind of nightmarish. Those department stores where they're only here, and yeah, they really do invest in customer service, a hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it and it's it. because they work on commission, and it's good to know that going in, and like you want to kind of like have that balance of not wasting someone's time, but also know that like they are there to give you a good experience and to find you what you actually want, not just push something on you. Good advice. Hmm? Well, I think that's all we have. If you guys have more questions, definitely send them our way. We love getting ideas from you makes our lives easier (laughs) so we're just gonna jump to hot takes we're doing evergreen hot takes because again we're recording this a week early so if we don't say like oh my god can you believe that i don't know nike closed right forever (laughs) (laughs) and now everything is rare and special right exactly so that's why we're not referencing those hottest of hot takes yes taylor what's your evergreen hot take my evergreen hot take is based on a few recent interactions i've had i've had with guys and it's one of those things that like i feel silly bringing it up but it because it keeps feeling like a part of my life i guess i have to keep saying it here's my hot take the non-reactionary question is the most important part of a conversation that you need to be actively participating in. And here's what I mean by non-reactionary. Yes, please unpack this for us. So I was out with a guy and I wanted to know more about him. We'd gone on a few dates and I was sort of feeling like, okay, I need to, I need to like know a little more about you. So I'm going to kind of, kind of try and like really like take this conversation to an interesting place. So the first thing I asked was, what were you like as a kid? He explained blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is so interesting. And I'm, and we're kind of like, I'm peppering little like comments. Da, da, da. And here's what I get. How about you? Okay. So that happened. Then later I was like, wait, explain what you didn't like about that. There's zero effort in how about you? There's no thought put into it. It's just cause you feel weird that the person asked you a question and you don't know what to say. And I guess you're trying to find a balance. And so you go, how about you? And I guess it's better than not asking any question back, but yes, to your point, it's, we're not about doing the minimum here at style girlfriend. <laughs> so that's the minimum, and that's not – that's to me, that's a huge, huge turnoff. And then happened again later. I um, – what did I ask him? Something like – something as basic as, like, what kind of music are you into? We go into this whole thing. We have this conversation. How about you? And did it not come up in the back and forth where then he said what he liked and you got to sort of – I mean, there was a little that? give and take, but then, like, basically the lull led to how about you. And I was just like, this is so – boring it's so boring and in contrast to that I was out with a different guy and I felt like I could 
barely keep up because he had so many unique and different questions for me that had nothing to do with like what I had just said and not in a way that made it feel stunted, but he just kind of was curious. And so he would kind of start off these like long waves of really interesting conversation by like just having something really interesting to ask. And I think that, so I don't know how to like give you guys tips on how to do this other than like, you need to listen, you need to be engaged and like getting to know someone is not just letting a girl like lead the conversation and do like all the work to like get move things along and then just kind of giving them the layup of what about you. Right. It drives me absolutely up the wall. So you need to be engaged. You need to ask curious questions that elicit way more than a yes or no answer, first of all, and then that can sort of like prompt a sort of wider conversation, I guess. The way I see it is if you've made it through a back and forth, I always think of conversations like a tennis match. Right, but not a tennis match because nobody's trying to win, but like a rally. A rally, exactly. Like you're warming up. Yep. You want to keep the ball alive. Yes. And so if you've kept the ball alive by going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth on one specific topic, there should never be the need for the question, what about you? Because by that point, it should have come out just via the conversation that ensued from the first question. Exactly. So, and I don't know, and it's crazy to me because it sounds like such a basic thing. And so like, I feel like a lot of our listeners will be like, duh, but it's, it's happening to me. I'm 32. It's happening to me all the time with guys who are my age and I find it unbelievable. You know, what's so funny is when you put this in the outline, what I first thought you meant was when people text without saying much that's actionable. Oh, like just like a thought, just like a random, like, right. So like. Yes. Like if you're just, okay. So if you're just dating yeah, and someone's just like, Hey, how's it going? You're kind of like, <sighs> Hey, Hey, how was the week? Right. Without, That's an annoying text I got recently. Sure. And if it's exactly, if it's not followed up very quickly with, I would, I'm, I missed you. I would love to see you. I've been thinking about you. What are you doing tomorrow or two days from now? Mm-hmm. Then it feels like a useless piece of con- like, you know, way to have a conversation. So that's what I thought you were talking about. I like, both of those for, yeah. <laughs> you know, flashing lights, warnings to our yeah. listeners. Don't yeah. do either of those things. Yep. 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 And it happens a little more. And I think it's more acceptable when you're kind of like messaging people on dating apps where people sort of say like, Oh, like how's your weekend? And then you say, it and you're like, how about yours? That's you kind of, I feel like a lot more lenient in that regard, but I think you only get a few of those before you have to kind of like, otherwise it's pretty clear the conversation doesn't have legs and isn't going to go anywhere. Right. So yeah, that's my, that's my take is come in hot with questions that are not. How about you? Oh, Amen. All right. My evergreen hot take is also sort of uh, relationship oriented. And it's just that when it comes to presents, flowers are always a good idea. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think there are presents that are so basic that they're boring or so generic that they become unthoughtful. Like, don't give a girl a gift card. Right? <laughs> I mean, I hope I don't have to say that. But like, I just wanted to make sure you could get something you liked. Right. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> Put your brain to work. But flowers, it's one of those things where it's such a win-win because you don't have to really put much thought into it beyond does she have a t- favorite type of flower. And yep. if she does, that's get cool. And get them and like save it in your phone just so you never have to think about it again. But otherwise, just get her some really pretty flowers and she'll be really happy. I agree. Whether mm. it's a, you know anniversary or a just because kind of present or a you messed up kind of present. Like... It's just really nice to have something beautiful in your home. I agree. And so why not? I think there's something so inherently romantic about the gift of flowers that I think it does a lot of um, work other than just being a gift. It also has this really like lovely sort of like romantic, intimate, added bonus of the feeling when you give someone flowers. I totally agree with that. So maybe it's boring advice, but it will get you very unboring results. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. That will be true this week. It'll be true next week, whether Nike is closed or not. Mm-hmm. So flowers for holidays, flowers for occasions, flowers, especially for no occasions. Like, yeah. Jump on it. Yep. And now's the season. All the really good flowers are in season right now. So this oh, is, so we've got lilacs, we've got peonies happening. Um, it's a good time to buy flowers. Yeah, and you don't have to go big, right? Or like, no, you know, go like no, to FTD no, no. or something in order. Like, it's just going to end up being routed through your local florist anyway. So yeah. go into your local florist and just be like, even if all you know is she likes purple, 
<laughs> like work with that florist to come up with something that's fun and purple and is in your budget. Yeah. Or even go to your local grocery store. Yeah. Grocery well, stores are like, don't sleep on grocery store floral departments. They know Trader Joe's doing. has great flowers and they're so affordable. Yeah. Such a funny thing. And it's good to bring up too, because I feel like in New York, I just think about, I'm like, flowers? They're everywhere. Because in our like bodegas. bodegas that are on the corners and everywhere you go, flowers are something they sell year round. And they're all cut flowers are just like a huge part of the like day-to-day economy of like street life on New York basically they're always flowers so but in other places you do have to like put in a little more effort to go get them which I think then that that's also implied which also gets you double points 100% yes and if you're feeling again if you're on a budget go to a grocery store bring your own vase that you buy from the dollar store like Mm -hmm. save yourself some bucks that way and there are plenty of really pretty flowers or you don't have you don't have to bring a vase as long as I wrapped in you can but I think if you show up at someone's house with flowers without a vase that's Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But I feel like you're bringing them home for your wife or something. Well, she probably has a vase. I know, but then you save her the work of having to put them in a vase. Oh, I don't think that's a big deal. I don't think it is either, but I'm just saying, like, that's one more thing that you can do. True. It's hard to travel with them in a vase, though. you got to lay them on their... If you're in a car, they've got to lay on their side, not in water. They'll put them in a box for you if they put them in a vase. I don't spend much time at the florist. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So, okay. If you say they'll put them in an upright box for you and then you can put that in the car, then great. But (laughs) in my mind, they have to like go, they have to be wrapped in paper and then like go sideways in the car. (laughs) I also like that you keep making the position of the flowers. Like you keep putting your head to the side as if you are the flowers on the passenger seat. As if I wouldn't otherwise know what position you meant by sideways. Or they stand up straight in the grocery bag from Trader Joe's, I guess, next to the other stuff. There you go. that wasn't so hard was it no all right well that's it for this episode we already said at the top but again please rate review us subscribe Mm -hmm. tell your friends do the the do the thing um uh screenshot in your like while you're watching and then upload to instagram oh whoa yes listening and then listening while you're listening (laughs) when you're listening to our podcast be sure to take a screenshot and then upload to your instagram solely Tag us. Are we being problematic right now? We might be. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody out there who has a lisp, I'm really fucking sorry. I shouldn't have said that. But take a screenshot, uh, upload it to your Instagram stories, and then uh, tag us. Please do. All right. That's it for us for this week. If you guys have questions, slide into our DMs and let us know. This was really fun. And honestly, like, we could go on. So, we could go on. Yeah. So, yeah. Let us know your questions, and we'll do this on another future episode. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.